tell Shanann again. Hit that button. I've already hit the button. Oh, excellent. Only I hit it just after you started saying that, so I cut off part of, part of what you said. But hello, and welcome to Cause and Effect. This is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign setting where everything is fine. We didn't blow up space. It wasn't us who set the fire. It was a group effort, to be honest. Always burning since the world's been turning. <laughs> Technically, no, no. The world's no, been no. turning for quite some time, and this is more recent. But tonight I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people who may or may not have levels ranked in Responsible Pyromania, including Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Jen. So, that was like five campaigns ago. <laughs> also, there's there... a manual for Responsible Pyromania. I was looking through my uh, previous created homebrew magical items. But is there a class for that? Not yet, but give me half a day. For sure. I mean, I do have a Schrodinger's level. The class for responsible pyromania is Wildfire Druid. Fair. Mm. Wildfire Druid is the subclass that is pretty much, instead of, oh, nature is about healing and regrowth, or, yeah, w nature is about the thing that's dead should stay dead and it's going to help heal everything else. It's burn it all. It, something else will grow back and it might be better. If not, we'll burn all that too. Controlled burns are an absolutely vital part of certain ecosystems. The Piedmont Prairie, I believe, is one of them. There are some trees that will not grow unless there has been a forest fire. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, besides a conflagration, what happened last time? I have no idea. We had a part. We went to a party with uh, dwarves, and then the sky caught on fire. After A was being extremely good at tossing uh, little balls in cups, and and honestly, A has been earning their their rogue their rouge levels. Mm -hmm. I have been told I'm exceptionally good at the game, and that I should make it more interesting with a slight wager, but. Then, my friends, I should be away very quickly. I, I don't quite understand why. <laughs> because people who say that things should be made more interesting with a wager are probably about to cheat. But everyone in my clan would say that all that's... Oh. Oh. <laughs> well. Not that there's anything wrong with cheating when you do it the right way to the right people but we consider that A should not be cheated at. For you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that star that flies over top of everyone's head is on fire, but not for very long. <laughs> but it's not a massive incandescent gas. It's actually a miasma of iridescent plasma. But never mind about that. The sky's on fire. Well, it was on fire. It stayed that way for quite some time. Actually, it's, it's still kind of glowing orange, but it's not nearly as bright as it was before. Uh, but also, I believe Cavill was approached by Cogbucket Prime. Hey, Cogbucket Prime has a quest for us, if I recall correctly. And I forget what it is. Um, yes. Uh, that quest actually relates to Tex and Mech. Because, oh. uh, spoiler, the two of you aren't made with the same tech that went into Cogbucket. You're also right. not made with the same tech that went into JR's modified 
version that JR is now with all the nanites and stuff. You're something different entirely, which confuses Cogbucket. Because we're not mentioning the whole thing about being made with stuff from the singing monolith, which doesn't exist anymore. Well, Cogbucket's looking for other forms of technology that can be used to possibly make robots and more force and stuff like that to try to find out where your tech comes from. Uh, Cogbucket is also not letting JR know anything about this right now. Better to pass the information on when a fuller picture is derived or determined or whatever word you want to use for that. Uh, So in his search, and in this case I'm using he, him pronouns because that's what Cogbucket Prime uses. Um, In his search to try to find other forms of technology that might be the case, uh, Cogbucket has found a crashed elf armada ship. the ship didn't so much crash into the moon, so much as the moon was used as a giant fly swatter to take the entire Elf Armada fleet out of the sky. But six of one, half a dozen of another. It's just sitting there. There's no Elf Armada representative in the area. So, salvagers rights. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go investigate the ship to see if there's any living crystals there to pick up? Sounds useful. All right. Uh, scavenging. It's not like we haven't done it before. Quite often, in fact. Indeed. Just watch out for people with fluorescent hair. I'm sure it'll be fine. Hey, I liked her. You liked the hair, anyway. She's a very nice person who has no regard for bodily autonomy. Yeah. Which kind of takes away the whole nice person part. But never mind about that. Yeah. Um, So the question is, and this is the question that is being asked to you by member services... Uh, because you're going to the moon, there's actually more than one way you can do it. Because not everything, not every reason to go to the moon involves predominantly foot-based local mo- locomotion. Do you want to teleport there? You're within range. It's it's the edge of the range, but you're within range to do that. Or would you rather charter a, a spell jammer ship to take you where you want to go? Sorry, you said foot-based locomotion, and my mind immediately went to one of those little swan boats, but pointed upward. <laughs> My spelljammer ship's like that. There's probably at least one spelljammer ship shaped like a swan. Um, for the record, the Ogmanites do have an angel ship, but it doesn't look like an angel ship anymore. It did crash. They salvaged it before the kobolds could. Long story. Don't get into the legal aspects. It'll take the entire gaming session today. But because the wings were heavily damaged, they sort of repaired them by just patching up the holes and leaving the new shape. It kind of looks like a pigeon now. It's a pigeon ship. It's also the ship that my middle school students are using because I have a D&D club at school and they decided, yes, we're doing space adventures. And one of their characters is obsessed with pigeons. So I did that. It's an adventure in space. Yes. I'm not sure we should be taking another group's ship because there's no telling what state they've left it in. On the other oh, hand. Oh, you're, you're not taking another group's ship. The ship has a pilot and crew. We'd be commissioning it for to have them take you there. 
I'm very, very concerned, and I'll just be very concerned out of character here. Well, it's it's, it's fine. We've worked with this group before. There's Despite been no complaints. The Despite the difference in speed, I suggest we take the ship because it will have additional cargo room. That's true. Yes, that's a very good point. I don't think any of us has a bag of holding. No, On the other hand, we may not we may not be able to bring a Why to the moon. Well, flashbacks and all that. I don't follow. Mm. Let A go onto the ship and see how A feels about it. Very well. I mean, if you don't want me to flash back to horrible events, you would probably have to have me not be adventuring with the people who killed my entire clan. Very sorry. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, let's go find the ship. You want to find the ship. All right. Sure. All right. So uh, you're given a dock number to go to because the, the Spelljammer ship is one of those that it looks like a regular sailing ship, but also it flies. So it's docked at the harbor rather than, you know, landing on the roof of flag headquarters because while the DM could do that, the DM's not doing that. Hi, Percy. Percy is in my lap and he had a sneezing fit. Sorry about that. Oh, poor little guy. Mm-hmm. On the way there, you dodged snot rockets. <laughs> I was, in fact, having to protect my computer from this. Percy, let me wipe your face. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It's fine. It, it's glorious, actually. I love every moment of this. <laughs> um, I actually had this, the past session I had with my D&D club, I actually had to say, what you do is up to you. If you want to just hang around here and do this back and forth that you're doing right now for the entire time that we're going to be here for this game, do that. I'll be here enjoying every moment of it. If instead you want to further the plot, you can do that too. I am not telling you what to do. And then I sat back and let them decide, and it was wonderful. And then three nat ones were rolled in a row. Oh, dear. Yes. There were some people who were upset. Uh, moving forward, and, and some equipment that was broken. But moving sideways, crab walking towards the dock. Um, Walk like a crab chip? No. Uh... I cannot make that scan. Curse it. So you get to dock number 42, and there is a fine-looking vessel in that, well, it's floating, and you don't see any big holes in it that look like they're not supposed to be there. Does anyone have prior ship experience? I don't think so. Pier- like wooden ship experience, not spelljammer ship? Vehicle proficiency. Well, if you have vehicle proficiency, you can roll... Um, I would say a perception check to see what you think of the ship. Vehicle perception. Ah, 22 from Tex. Tex looks like a fine vessel. Um, There's multiple spots that look like there's like fire damage or char marks, but it's been sufficiently repaired so that it's only cosmetic damage that was left behind. Possibly for the aesthetic? It could be there for the aesthetic. I see they do not want to settle for painting flames on the side of the ship. I say, that sounds like a familiar voice. Oh, no. Oh. A hippo head looks over the side. Hello! Hello! Hey! Um, I have forgotten the name Tex would not have. Uh, well, this is either Minehead or Aldershot. Should I remember who this person is in character? Um, I don't think your character went to the hotel for... Um, that is uh, correct. Campbell yes. did not go to the... Okay. 
You, you did not fish. go to the free luncheon where you had to to listen to a talk about uh, wonderful timeshare opportunities. Mm -hmm. So you did not get to encounter the glorious duo who are Minehead and Ultrashot. They both have military ranks in front of their names. I have forgotten both of them. <laughs> um, and I did lose some notes previously, as you recall. So right, right, right. I'm happy that I know that they're called Minehead and Aldershot. Uh, they also look fairly identical. They've admitted that they can't tell themselves apart either most of the time, which is why the military rankings are very handy. Um, but whichever one it is, they are waving to you from uh, just over the railing of the ship. Are Thanks, you man. our passengers for today? Sounds yes. like. Wonderful. Hello. Mm -hmm. I heard multiple voices at once. I'm sorry. Hex is happy to be interrupted. <laughs> That's going to be an out-of-context quote. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, well, they lower the gangplank, and you have a, a, an easy passage up. All right. Uh, the gangplank does sort of, like, dip down a little bit when the Warforged step on it. <laughs> um, dangerously slow <laughs> when both Warforged are on it at the same time, uh, but it does not break, and you are Perhaps all able to board. We should right. have one war forged on the gangplank at a time. It broke. Sorry? Guaranteed not to break. It broke. <laughs> Apparently, there is a longstanding theory that the vendor at the start of Disney's Aladdin is actually the genie in disguise. Because, Plausible. Because that was the original plan, but there were some scenes that got cut. And also, they're both played by Robin Williams. And also, they're both played by Robin Williams, mm -hmm. who's the man of a million voices. As opposed to I, me, who's the man of a million voices that all sound like the same six voices. You're wrong with that. Okay, so you're all on the ship, and the entire crew consists of um, Minehead and Oldershot. It's just them. Glad okay. to be on board. Wonderful. And a as you are doing whatever you are choosing to do, they are going around and tightening various ropes, loosening other ropes, unfurling things, furling things. Uh, shenanigan, shenaniganing. Uh, actually, no, those things are usually reserved for player characters. Uh, moving barrels around, barrels that uh, look like they may or may not be filled with black powder without lids on them so that you can more easily get to the black powder, of course. Because, you know, oh, when yeah. you need black powder, you're not going to want to take the time to take the lid off of the keg. You just got to scoop in there with a hand. Um, that is how you do it, right? Well, that's how they do it, apparently. Um, and also, there's a sign that says OSHA keep out. Who's OSHA? I don't know. It's mostly there for ceremonial reasons. Interesting. Right. Are we all ready to go? I think so. Okay. We have whatever okay. our appropriate stuff, if we need stuff. Well, the end beyond keeps crashing. Hmm. It's fine. I'm sure there will not be any encounters that require you to... Engage in combat. Darn. There we go. It finally let me uh, log in. <laughs> right. Well, if you're all ready to go, I shall go below decks, and we'll be on our way. Uh, member services, your member services have already provided us with the coordinates we need, and it should be able to get us there in no time. Are we on autopilot? No, no, I'm the pilot. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. I'm the pilot uh, every other day and alternating Thursdays. Makes sense. You've got spell slots then, huh? Okay. What? No, no. <laughs> Why would I have spell slots? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Have you flown this thing before? Why, yes. Yes, I have. Many times. Many times. Mm. Um, whichever one 
this person isn't, leans over from another part of the deck and says, Two does count as several. Two counts as a few. Several is five plus. How are you flying a spell jammer ship without spells to jam? I don't understand the question. Where did you fly to before with this ship? The moon. Okay, that's where we're going. Um, eat all your spells? Is that why you don't have spell slots? I suppose you could say it took 100% of my spells. But 100% of zero is still going to be zero. How do you fly it? I sit in the chair and think really hard. Fair enough. Okay. Right, I'm going to go think. Valid. Okay. Um, as this particular gif grab, um, starts heading below decks, they reach over to a cabinet, open it up, pull out a magazine, close the cabinet, and then go down below decks. We'll get you the topic. The Holy Roman Empire was neither holy, nor Roman, nor an empire. Discuss. No. <laughs> I refuse to discuss that. Uh, recently, the, the discussion topic that I heard, which was fabulous, was um, the Middle Ages lasted from the fall of the Roman Empire until the fall of the Roman Empire. <laughs> which yeah, that's is, about right. Which is not entirely untrue. <laughs> True, really? Hmm. All right, well... A few seconds after that gif went below decks, uh, the ship starts going upwards very quickly. It doesn't, like, turn and move like a ship is supposed to move. It just goes straight up. For a few okay. seconds, there's a very confused seagull on the deck, and then it's gone. Well, we're going somewhere. Now, normally... I, sorry? I have no idea how, unless this whole time, gif has been able to have spell slots without being able to cast spells. Oh, we were never able to do this before. This is a recent development. Oh, all right. That's fascinating. I'm going to take notes on that. Oh, be my guest. Uh, fortunately, because of this recent development, we were able to reduce our crew significantly. How much is this significant? By, by one-third. So there were three of you. Yes. Uh, we were employing a halfling for a while to uh, be our spelljammer captain, pilot, wh whatever. But I have to say, he was a little rude. Mm. Kept making well, comments so about my appetite and weight. Well, I mean, oh, halflings, well, that's not good. they tend to be short, so if they're going to be rude, they can only be a little rude. And I'll have you know, I'm working on gaining back my lost weight, so... Plenty here. Yes, I've increased my diet significantly. Lots of protein powder. What was that saying? What were? It was out of character. Oh, what were you saying? What I just typed in chat. Ah, I will check. Check. <laughs> I am concerned. That is, I don't know what you were looking for when you found that GIF, but that is a GIF. That is GIF. Mm -hmm. That is that not sure the is kind GIF. of GIF that's on the Spelljammer ship. Right. <laughs> and you're all better off for it. <laughs> Indeed. I was looking for GIFs, in fact, of GIF. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is really hard is to find. That, yeah. And you try finding <laughs> fan art of GIF from Spelljammer. It is really hard. I find so many moving images that aren't Spelljammer related. <laughs> um, in any case, um, normally when you head off into space, the sky will get darker and darker as you go above the atmosphere and you no longer have light reflection refracting through the atmosphere to create that wonderful color of blue. But in this case, as you go higher and higher up, the sky turns browner and browner 
and then more and more orange. Because color theory, you mix blue and orange, you get brown. But never mind about that. Um, <laughs> I had to explain the joke. It's it's art funny, okay? It is. Yes. <laughs> um, so now space is orange. Trail in front of us. What's that? that? There's a red trail in front of us. Uh, <laughs> Just laughing at that. Also, that poor little hippo baby. <laughs> it, it was a swim by. Now it rolls. It just rolls now. Oh, poor thing. So it's hysterical. My life now. Okay. I, that is strangely hypnotic. I could keep watching that for a while, but then we'd never finish it's like this the, game. Uh, it's like the rolling birds. Pretty it's much. hypnotic that way. Rolling things. Anyway. All right. We're um, off to outer space. Oh yes. no, it's on fire. Well, the fire seems to be further out because while space is all glowing orange, it's the space that's further away from you. The space that you're in right now seems to be just fine. Um, this is not entirely a new concept to you for your particular group of characters. You are aware that the ship maintains an air envelope around it as it goes through space. So therefore, none of you are panicking about the fact that you're not in an airtight environment, as some PCs have done in the past. Very uh -huh. valid complaints from them, uh -huh. but um, that's not something we have to worry about with this particular group. And the moon is getting closer and closer and closer. The moon, the that shining green jewel, uh, uh -huh. because... It's the forest moon of Circulus. Yes, this is a recent development. Not as recent as space exploding, but still a recent development. Sometimes I just come up with my own out-of-context quotes. It's obviously been like we this forever. Development. What's this? We are a more recent development, though, so this is normal. Yes. Has the moon always been green? Well, apparently in the briefing, you learned that it wasn't. Huh. Um, and you are specifically going away from the areas where kobolds tend to be. Uh, this is wreckage on the far side of the moon from where the main cobalt bases are. Um, apparently, when the Marut used the moon to take out the Elf Armada, the Marut didn't feel like having the Elf Armada ships crash around the Marut. So it aimed appropriately so far as the Marut was concerned. Um, I would say you're going to the dark side of the moon, but there is no dark side right now. Everything is glowing orange. Yeah. Also, even the dark side of the moon is sometimes facing the sun. But never mind about that. Um, now, you might think, oh, I'm looking for where ships crash into the moon. There should be giant craters everywhere. But the ships crashed into the moon, or the moon crashed into the ships, depending on your perspective, before the forest. So you're just looking at a canopy of trees. Hmm. Hmm. I don't quite see a place to land. Hmm. There any trees big enough to sort of hover? Near? Hmm. None of them seem to be that old. But no worries. Don't I have run. a way to clear a path. No, oh, no, 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 no. Don't set the forest on fire. The sky is already on fire. Don't set the forest on fire. I beg your pardon. Oh, boy. The, the hippo person is currently holding a large axe. Oh, oh, okay. Would you like some help with that? Oh, no, no, it's fine. I was just going to use this to knock a few of these barrels of black powder over the side. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Black I, powder, I, boom. Hmm. Fire. No. Uh, no, no. Not fire. Boom. No fire. 
Big explosion. Explosion uses up all the fuel very quickly. Fire goes out. I have... If there are more trees. This is not going to work well, my friend. I feel there is a great risk here. Well, going up to the top not then. to us. If we blow up or burn down large portions of kobold-occupied territory, even if they aren't occupying it right now, they might get a little bit cranky. And also, if we blow up, happen to blow up the thing salvage. that we're supposed to salvage... Is it the thing we're salvaging made of crystal? Does crystal burn? It fractures this boom. Yeah. I think maybe we should go near the trees and climb down. I'm not sure that's possible. What do you mean? All the trees for the canopy seem to be around the same height. We'd have to go into the trees. Slowly and gently? Yeah, just How high up are we, exactly? Uh, right now, you're about 300 feet up above the tree line. Is there anywhere nearby where we could set down, or is it just all forest? Oh, there's a small lake about a mile back that way that you could easily have the ship land in. Well, then we'll do that. Yeah, let's let's go land in the that. I have a suggestion. Does it involve black powder? No. No, I'm sorry. I'm far less interested. The suggestion is that the ship could land at the lake, but we could get off here. Oh, we very much could. Well, if you insist... I'll get the parachutes. Use feather fall on people. How many do I get? Are, are you sure? I mean, we packed I mean, the I parachutes. Might, I might wind up using it anyway, considering parachutes. Also, there's a lot of trees there. They're they're designed to open very quickly. I will op- I will use a parachute. I probably will as well. Right. All you have to do is press this button, and it will ignite the small amount of black powder inside the parachute, which oh, will cause it to go. unfurl very quickly. Um, I don't think that's how these are supposed to work, my friend. It's okay. They're so. asbestos-lined. Well, it doesn't affect or me. Or Featherfall. <laughs> I'm assuming at this point we're seeing Hobby <laughs> cast Featherfall and jump over to the side like, saying, Featherfall. Bye. I'm just going to I will, I mean, basically I'm going to just grab everybody else on that one, I assume. <laughs> you can cast Featherfall on everyone? Uh, choose up five falling creatures within range, so I have to wait for people to sort of all hold hands and jump. Alright, we can do that. Whereas Cavill can do whatever Cavill wants to do. Right. Cavill's... In regards to, um, flying. Flying, yes. You have the flying boots. The flying Reeboks, or whatever those are. Cavill disregards gravity. There are a wide variety of times and places where Cavill should not do whatever Cavill wants to do, but... <laughs> In regards to jumping off of things, Cavill can do whatever Cavill wants to do. Yes. Okay. Tell you what, we will contact you as soon as we have determined that we have removed all of the salvageable components from the wreckage. And then you may use black powder on the wreckage. Ah, I like the cut of your jib. Right, here's a signal flare. All you have to do is press this button on the side, and a black small amount of black powder should... will explode inside of it, which will send you up high enough for we for us to see you from a distance. We'll Very find well. a way. Wait, no, that was the prototype. Uh, this one just <gasps> sends colorful lights into the air. Much less that interesting. One. That one. That one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the, the one you're being handed is the revised version. Um, Minehead or Aldershot, they still haven't told you which one is which. 
um, was remembering the prototype version, which they thought worked very well. I'm sure they did. Nonetheless, I will hold on to it. Okay. Yes. I'm going to say A attempts a swan dive. Somebody grab A. Featherfall. Well, yes, oh, right. as you are feather falling, A attempts a okay, swan dive. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying A jumps off before everyone else. A is not that kind of okay. cobalt. No, probably not. Um, and A's name is A, not Leroy. <laughs> it turns into one of those Looney Tunes things where he's like doing a breaststroke in midair. <laughs> I just rolled a nat 20 on a dex check to see how well A jumps over the side of the ship uh-huh. <laughs> is good at this can this website stop crashing safari oh weird it's what? not weird safari's just been doing this recently but Wait, there's a lot of things on the grocery store webpage because it's poorly designed and I am trying Oops. Look, it's not poorly designed. You just need a top-of-the-end computer with a high-end graphics card to render a website primarily designed for you to click on small boxes. Uh. Wait, that means it's poorly designed. Never mind. Okay, so... As A jumps over the side, a bunch of small forest creatures hold up little signs. Uh, there, there's that's a ten, that's a, that's a ten, that's a nine point five. Um, there's one squirrel that seems to be speaking with a Russian accent that is only called before. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. Um, that's an old joke. Um, but in any case, ah, thank you, Ellie. A negative two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure how that works in the Olympics, but we'll go with it. Um, it and subtracts two points from one of the other judges' scores. There you go. <laughs> I found out that our online grading system that we are required to use for school does not let me put in negative numbers for grades. Oh. I was curious to see if it was designed to prevent that. Um, so a student and I conspired to try it out, where I opened up their entry and uh-huh. with their permission i put a minus sign in front of one of their grades and it just gives an error i won't save it uh, um, if i want them to have an average that's several thousand percent i can do that i just can't have it be below zero uh, all right yeah yeah that's a thing mm. um but moving forward or rather moving downward mm. you drift gently down well cavill goes whatever speed cavill wants to go um but those of you who are under the effects of featherfall you drift down gently into the canopy through the pointy, pokey tree branches until you land on the forest floor, which is still mostly regolith. It hasn't been a year yet. Mm. Fascinating. is attempting to go at a speed just below that which would incur falling damage. I will make a dexterity check if you desire. Watch out for the pointy tree branches. I, I will say yes. Please give me a dexterity check. Um, or at least I will give you a dexterity check if Safari will give me something other than a blank white screen. Oh, no. It really, really, really hates the Hannaford website. Maybe you should close the Hannaford website. I need the Hannaford website. I need to deal with the shopping list. Open a, a tab that's just blank so that it's not trying to do things on the shopping list while you're trying to, to get to um, Thingy Watch it, D&D Beyond. That made no sense. Um, 
no, that 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 is not a thing that that okay works if the website is only showing you a blank white page. It's loaded ah. now, but mm-hmm. but wow. it's not like there was anything to to make a new tab with. Okay, well, we're not going to worry about. Well, I see you are in Discord. Hold on. Ah, with an eighteen, uh, you land well before everyone else does, and as everyone else drifts down, they see a small. To call it a crater would be an exaggeration, but there is a circle around you uh, where when you came down at speed and stopped very quickly, um, there was a small impact shockwave that pushed the regolith away from you. It's it's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) It, It is up to you as to whether or not you did a superhero landing. No. That is really hard on the knees. Okay, um... I think it's off in this direction. Any directions to start is as good as any other? Well, no. Be very if we careful. go in the opposite direction, we will be walking for a long time. True. Do we have any kind of map type thing for where we're looking? Um, just got a, Mech just got a 20 on a yes. so survival check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mech this and, is what I'm here for. Mech and mm-hmm. A are pointing in polar opposite directions. A is the one with the map. He has a map? A has a map. It is upside down. A, flip over that map. Okay. A turns the map, but when I said it was upside down, I didn't mean north was pointing south. The back of the map? (laughs) Yes. A has drawn a secondary map that's mostly like smiling kobold faces in various places, and also somewhat something that looks kind of like a stick figure of Chadrick. The stick figure is holding a beer, so it's probably Chadrick. Probably, yeah. Okay. All right. We need to look at the other side of the map. Oh, but that side's boring. It just tells us where there's a shipwreck. That's what we're looking looking for. for. Okay, fine. You're so smart. You hold the map. All right. Take the map. (laughs) And I'm going to start going in that direction towards what appears to be what we're looking for. A continues to follow the party with a big smug expression. That's how you delegate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's the right word. Sure, it will do. Thing. It'll do. And uh, we should find this thing soon. Okay. Um, you find a pond. Okay. You find a circular pond. It has rained in our impact crater. Yeah, it, oh. it, it probably filled with rainwater, especially since there's no like stream feeding into it or coming out of it, so it's, it's stagnant water. Mm-hmm. Walk into the pond and look around. Okay, so uh, Tex does the whole Principal Skinner walking slowly into the water gif thing. (laughs) It's not terrifying at all to see a murder bot walking slowly Mm. into murky water. Um, When you enter the water, give me a perception check at disadvantage. Well, dang it. With a 14, um, you see something glowing. Could have been a 24. The something glowing blinks at you. The something glowing... Actually, that... Sorry? That probably would just be a normal hello, because... Voice box, as opposed right. to expelling air from lungs. Right, right. Correct. Uh, there's something glowing. Um, you think it waves at you? The water's very murky. And then the glowing thing moves straight up. Neat. The rest of you, who mm-hmm. did not walk into the murky water, because you right. thought, no. this is a bad idea. It's water! <laughs> well that's inspiration then that's a good one <laughs> I mean yeah the tabaxi is probably not going to look at the murky water and go this is a wonderful idea I want to have that soak into my fur 
normally no. I would be all for diving in, but um, I don't actually have a means of breathing underwater, so... I can go in. I'll hand you the map. Well, something flies up out of the water at speed. Oh, well, that's a thing. Yes. We've been playing for about an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. We kind of have. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I do want to share a picture with you. If I can actually copy-paste this and not paste the last thing I copied instead. Ah, okay. Which oh, was actually the name of this thing, but never mind about that. <laughs> like, this is who you see fly out of the water. Interesting. And let's take oh, a short break. One of those trypophobia people. Actually, those are freckles. It's... <laughs> Yeah. The way they're illustrated. I know. I know. Yes. But I'm going to hit a button now. Okay. Indeed. I love that we came back on an indeed. <laughs> Oops. So, okay, so we're going to play a wonderful game of Bungeons and Braggins. <laughs> and a, uh, a glowing being with yellow hair that's sort of like wisping around like they're still underwater although they are clearly not. Um, and I'm going to say that their face looks more like the image on the left with the stripes than it does on the right with the spots. But otherwise, but there's still, it's still moving. Like the, the markings on their face and exposed skin are clearly animate in some way. They're not tattoos. If they are, they're magical. Uh, and they're sort of, hovering there above the water, and they take a quick look around at all of you and say, Oh, hi. Hello. Hello. Wave. So, um, nice to meet you. Huh? We are looking for a crashed ship, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what that is? Tex, uh, give me a strength roll. I would prefer not to have done that. Okay. <laughs> um... Something has wrapped two very large arms around you. You are grappled. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, introductions. Hi, my name is Octave. Pleasure to meet you. I'm a traveling artist. A musician, actually. Uh, a composer. I'm, I'm here to discover new sounds that I can add to my compositions. What insight, Chuck? Go right ahead. Or should okay, I press the I... button for you? I'm... I'm... Pulling D&D Beyond us, we'll see if it crashes. Um, I could be the unhelpful tech support. Have you tried restarting your computer? Um, <laughs> well, that would require you, uh, disconnecting it from Discord. I'm <laughs> using a phone oh, so right. it's not plugged in. Are, are you sure your computer is already plugged in? Wow. A 23. Um, Octave seems to be on the up and up. I mean, it's rare to find a composer underwater, but it's also rare to find a composer on the moon. So, shrug? Sure. Yeah, I, I just, my concern here was strange underwater moon composers might be sirens trying to lure people to terrible places, but if she's not trying to lure people terrible places, I see no problem with her being a siren or not. <laughs> okay. Uh, they are glowing very brightly. The glow seems to be tiny little specks that are floating around them. 
Um, is, almost like stars. Is is um Tex like is she visible or is she still very underwater? She's very much underwater. Okay, so um quick question. Uh, mm? th- there was there was a robot thingy down there. Does that belong to you? She's her. our friend, yeah. Okay. She belongs um, to herself. Oh, okay. She's with then us. you probably don't need to worry about that much. Uh, yeah. Because wait, they, wait, wait. they might be dead. Um, should be dead. Oh, because uh, the 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 thing that is apparently a ship. Um, well, it was a cool looking crystal thing, so I thought I'd try to take off a few pieces and play with it, and um, it it was apparently sleeping, and I woke it up. That's not a ship. Is this thing grappling me? Vertically or just laterally? Imagine, if you will, something bigger than you wrapped its arms around you. Okay, but could I, say, pop speakers out of my shoulders? Uh, you certainly could. You could also give me another strength check. Oh, the 13 still isn't going to beat anything. Uh, and I rolled an 18 on my end. Well, at least I can start the combat music playing. <laughs> <laughs> you start to see ripples on the surface of the water. <laughs> the ripples seem to have two That's sources that are very close to each other. I'm going in. Oh, this looks like it's going to be exciting. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. Octave has pulled out some type of microphone, not the same kind that Cavill uses, more along the lines of um, something that's more omnidirectional Mm. as opposed to unidirectional, and seems to be twiddling with buttons. This is going to be such wonderful recording. Cavill tosses for the little secondary speaker thing they carry around. Ooh, thank you. So okay, that button was supposed to... Hold on. Uh, initiative rolls for everyone who hasn't done one? I think I did one. I believe you did, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm... Okay. Ah, wonderful. I've got initiatives for everyone except Chadwick, who is sir not appearing in this film. Right. Chadwick's in a different film. Mm-hmm. And also, this NPC is in the list too, but they're not here. Hobby, your enemy is underwater. What do you do? To absorb elements of the water. <laughs> you may not absorb the pond. You absorb <laughs> something that does damage to you. This only does emotional damage, and that doesn't have a stat. So, if I start drowning, can I hit absorb elements? Uh, the DM because is going so. to say, in this case, no, because it's not so much the water that's killing you, it's the lack of oxygen. You can't I absorb feel, a lack of something. I, I feel that this is, I mean, it's, it's the water. It's making me unhappy. Therefore, QED. I oh. can see how a DM might rule the other way. <laughs> but at the same time, this DM is not going to let you figure out a way to absorb a pond and then do water damage to something later. Versus. Although, Obvious. mental note. Periaptive endless water. What if I had a periapt that did the reverse? Sponge of endless absorbing. Need one. Javi is going to make the worst face. Probably divest herself of, of whatever boots she might be wearing, if any. And draw a weapon and jump in with a nice dive, hopefully. With dex 15, can I do a decent dive? Not dex 15, I'm- sorry, dex 20. Dex plus 5. So you got a 20 on your dexterity check for diving? Not yet. Shall I roll it? Uh, go ahead. This has nothing to do with the combat, unless you roll a 1. <laughs> then oh. it's going to be funny. How about 19? A 19, it's it's a wonderful dive. That 
the water's already rippling, so we can't tell if you made much of a splash or not. But you do use that feline dexterity to jump into the nope. Not everyone thinks of the water as nope, but this I'm, nope. There is I'm so speaking much to my here. audience. There is so much nope here. Okay. Um, so give me a perception check at disadvantage. Perception at disadvantage. Okay, that that's the um, actual thing up there. Where do I find my perception anyway? It's going to be in of- that thing close to the middle. Oh, it's in the middle one at disadvantage. So I right click on it and hit the disadvantage button and hit roll. Okay. And then they bounce off each the crit. The crit. They bounced off each other. That's that's no fair. Okay, with a 12, you are unable to see anything, but you can still make an attack if you want to. Uh-oh. Kind of concerning. Oh no, uh, I just I mean I know how I know how sound underwater works. And I am the obvious thing to attack right now. I would say that because you have adventured together canonically for years before this campaign started, Hobby would be familiar with the concept of you making speakers pop out of your shoulders. Okay. Seen it before, haven't I? You've probably heard this song before. So let's change the beat. <laughs> Hobby is going to Hobby is going to use her uh double attack except one of them is not going to be actually an attack she wants to wave her hand in front of her the empty one to see what's there and if she finds something that is not metal she is going to stab it with the other hand okay um well both of these attacks will have to be a disadvantage because you can't see what you're striking at Uh but go ahead and give me um give me a dexterity check to see if your unarmed hand, which would okay. be really, that'd just be a floating hand. That would be mage hand, I guess. Well, I'm a mage hand. I could do a mage hand. That's a cantrip, although, but. Although that, that would be an action to cast that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I'm just using the pun of your unarmed hand mm-hmm. would mean a hand that's just floating there, not attached. This is, t- my, my rolls are terrible here. <laughs> With These are terrible st- rolls. Well, you're under murky water trying to find something. And you're a cat. You're hating the entire experience. Hating with this a, entire with experience. A seven, with a seven, you find something squishy. You do not want to think about what it was. Stab the squishy at disadvantage, I assume. Uh, I won't require a roll for it. That small piece of mud never knew what hit it. <sighs> it is now two small pieces of mud, both of them seeping into your fur. Okay. <sighs> um, <Hey>. Mac. <laughs> Two of your party members are underwater. One of them doesn't have to breathe. Right. The other Um, one is stabbing mud. Okay, so I will engage my rage protocol and take out whatever this thing is that's keeping uh, my my fellow warforged under. Um, And I'm going to go in. I don't need to breathe, so this is not a problem. Um, And let's see. What can I do? I'm going to use the great axe. To if I find this thing, I'm going to hit it with the great axe. Give me a perception check at disadvantage. Okay, so trying to remember how to do that. I know where perception is. The right click. Right click. Right click. Ah, okay. There we go. Um, I don't think I did that right. Maybe I did. Um, yeah, it's showing me two different rolls. I don't know why it did that. I just yeah because you rolled disadvantage, so it would roll twice and take take the lower. lower. And with your bonus 
whatever the bonus is, it's sort of three. cropping it off here, plus three. Uh, your lower roll was 17. You have, okay. in fact, found something very large made of crystal with at least one very large arm that you can see that's wrapped around something. Mm, okay. You have to be very close to see it, but very close to see it means if you see it, you're within great axe range. Okay, so uh, I'm going to hit one of those arms and uh, try to get my friend released from it. Okay, give me an attack roll. Okay, attack roll. There's attack roll. Right there. Okay. Um, there we go. 19. A 19 will hit. Okay, comes the damage. And that's a 15. 15 will... Let's see, let's check its vulnerabilities and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, you will do that damage. Okay, there we go. Um, I think I have a bonus action. Oh, uh, your bonus action was when you raged. Oh, right. Gotcha. Okay, then I'm good. Okay, you don't have a second attack at your level? I don't know. Um, I probably do. Let me check it again. I just changed the... That's under actions, uh, bonus actions, actions in combat. It'll, it'll actually say actions, attack per action. Like for A, it says one. Attack, hold on. Action. Uh, okay, no. action per attack two. It oh, says. attacks per action two, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so I get to do it again. Yes, you do. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm doing. One great axe deserves another. Yes. <laughs> so what was the um the thing to do? Well, I would had you roll perception to see if you could find it underwater. Now that you okay. found it, you see it. Okay. So okay. we're just rolling to hit normally. We're just rolling to hit more. Okay, so um so two hit is a 17, a 17 will hit total and damage is 13 all right all right i think i'm done well for now for now yep. you're not done with it yet <laughs> i'm not but this is a good start okay tex you are currently grappled what would you like to do i would like to make an athletics check to ungrapple all right with a 22 oh. you're probably going to get free but let me roll that's a <laughs> that's a three on the die yeah <laughs> You push its arms apart. Apparently, one of the arms got weakened after it got hit by something twice. <laughs> you, you can't quite see what it is. Function surge. My turn. <laughs> uh, I am double checking. I actually heard the dice sound come over your mic. Uh, that's an 18. That will hit. Oh, wait. No, that's your athletics check. That came up really slow. Wait, no. No, 22 is your athletics check. This is a second athletics check. Yeah, I'm grappling. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh okay let me okay. roll for this when you said my turn i misinterpreted what that meant um that's an 11 congratulations you are grappling something that is uh slightly larger than you i would say significantly larger but we've established you're seven feet tall and i'm hauling it right out of the pond <laughs> well because it's underwater it's a bit more buoyant and you have more of a grip um I'm going to say you're moving at half speed for several reasons, but you're not more than 15 feet away from the edge of the pond. So it's the whole Skinner walking into the water thing, but it's reversed, and Skinner is, carry is dragging a giant crystalline humanoid figure. Also, Skinner is a seven-foot-tall murder bot named Tex. <laughs> now that it's in the open air, guess who gets one more attack? <laughs> the best part about this is Hobby is still underwater and hasn't seen away. it yet. Hmm? I'm going to use my inspiration on that. You don't want to go with the eight? 
No, I'm going to go with the 24. Okay. I'm not going to go with the natural one is what I'm not going to go with. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be funny, but let, let's go with the 24. And I'm going to, uh, using Crusher, drive it five feet further onto the beach. This will mean it's no longer grappled. I am not letting you turn oh, yes. this into no, it's some... No longer, it is definitely no longer grappled. Okay. Because I, I, could... I just wanted to, uh, All I wanted to do was get it onto the beach. And, and here's the thing. Because I, Crash, know you, Ellie, I can see how you might try to rules lawyer away through creative use of game mechanics and the fact that you have vehicle proficiency to create some type of vehicle that's made of a creature that you propel <laughs> forward with your fighter abilities, hitting it hard. <laughs> that would be hilarious, but we're not doing that. Oh. <laughs> I have okay. used this, my distracting strike maneuver to add one additional damage, so it's total 16. And the next attack against it has advantage. Ooh, who's next? It's my turn to shine! <laughs> shine! Hey, shine! Right. Um, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Um, um, and a small light appears in A's hand. Hmm. Now I'm underwater, I don't know that. <laughs> Correct. Come on. Right. <laughs> Come on. Ah, close enough. And A throws the light at the crystal. Do, 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 do. A gets to attack with advantage. That's two 13s. <laughs> wow. Two 13s well, on picks, the die with the bonus that takes it over the it's AC. Pick, pick the higher of the two. <laughs> uh, that is eight points of psychic damage. It is not immune to psychic damage. And A gets to strike again. A only gets one attack per turn, except when A is using this ability. Aww. Uh, but that's an eight. So the second attack goes wide. I'm going to say that was a low enough roll that, um, Hobby, you do see a glowing thing fly past you. Oh my from, gosh, A Coming from the surface. Nice. A picked that subclass for one reason. At some point, one of you is going to hear A contact you psychically. And seeing like pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows or something. Because Dagnabbit, uh, Chatterick can do it. So A learned it from watching him. Oh. <laughs> uh, Too adorable. Next up is Octave's turn. Octave is grinning widely and trying not to make any sound lest he get picked up by the microphone. <laughs> That's what we figured. Yes. They are not doing anything else. Hello, yeah. Uh, yes, I did hear the cat. We're we're going to assume in game that was actually coming from hobby. Only it was more like the bubbles coming to the surface that are popping make that sound. <laughs> Every <laughs> single bubble that comes to the surface is making that sound. <laughs> mean? This isn't entirely likely. Yes. What we're what we're hearing as the bubbles pop are like one hundred years dungeon. You soak me yet. I don't think we can put the lake in a dungeon. You give me a lizard to eat. Miet <laughs> has oh, seen yes. God. Miet has seen the face of God. And this is totally out of context, and I imagine some people who listen to this will not have any idea what's going on, but I'm very glad Miet recovered. Uh, yes. With that said, Cavill, it is your turn. Oh, excellent. Um, let me make sure Discord is actually showing me something from this server and not 
a chat from another server, despite the fact that I very much clicked on this one. Discord is never I... full of glitches. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I desire to use... Um, I desire for Safari to not crash again. Uh, okay, that's two crashes in a row upon D&D Beyond loading. You're stuck using the D&D Beyond app? No, I'm not using the app. I'm, oh, I'll, maybe I'll use the app. Anyway, bonus action. Hex the crystal thing. Action. I'm going to Eldritch Blast. I'm actually doing the normal thing a warlock does. I was going to say, this, <laughs> I don't recall you using Eldritch Blast frequently. Aze is watching this going, Cavill can do that? <laughs> From midair, no doubt. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming Cavill has not touched ground since landing, and possibly not even them. Eldritch Blast just roll, because attempting to roll an Eldritch Blast crashed um, both it's... Safari and Discord. It's oh, no. saying you're rolling. It, it thinks you're rolling. But it's because it's physics based, it might have crashed before the roll was sent. So it just, you are perpetually rolling. It is Schrodinger's oh, die roll. It did something. Hey, what the? That's Abre. a little weird. Abre, you know what re roll means. Thanks. Roll. It's bizarre. Okay, there we go. A 26 and a 16. Those will both hit. All right, let me see if DMD Beyond will let me check the, um, okay. And we'll ignore the part where Avre is saying that you add those two numbers together, you get a 42. Uh, <laughs> you do not hit life, the universe, and everything. I'm glad, because that already happened. <laughs> no, not everything, just the entirety of the phlogiston and the astral plane and all the crystal spheres and apparently a domain of dread. The domain trade may have been our fault. That is a total of 33 damage. Ouch! Actually, it's pretty close to um, what Tex did, but we're combining the two damages here. And Cavill takes off. Does not go that high up, but is now in the air being a um, close air support. Well, we might as well end the combat here. You have the high ground. <laughs> also, it's bloodied. Excellent. And on the beach, dragging itself. So it's not unlike that scene. Uh, oh. Anyway, it's its turn now. Um, it is going to try to do a thing. What's it going to try to do this time? Crystal on the beach, what will it do? Oh, apparently I have not been doing a thing it's supposed to be doing. Uh, that's okay. I'll remember that for next time. Concerning. Um, it is going to try to... Grab Tex again. Wait, um, Tex imposes disadvantage on a particular ability check. Would that ability check be strength-based? Yes. Yes, I pick strength. I pick strength. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll take the lower of those two rolls. Tex, you gotta beat a 19. Okay. A 27 oh. beats a 19. It does grab onto your foot. It pulls, and it slides closer to you. Tex looks down at her foot. And then looks back at the crystal. It doesn't really have a face. It's humanoid in shape, but there's a lump where the head's supposed to be. Next is Chadwick's turn. I'm assuming he takes a drink. Undoubtedly. It is now Hobby's turn. Hobby, you are underwater. There are no enemies underwater. It Something is... glowing flew past me. From Let's the surface, try yes. going 
from the surface. Let's try going up to see what glowing things flew past and also to take a breath. So the whole the whole image of Murderbot slowly walking into or out of the water is very imposing. The image of Tabaxi walking out of the water is more along the lines of, oh, so it was a total unmitigated failure. No, no. <laughs> what to happen is... Okay, you know the little mermaid scene where she, you know, goes up and and takes the breath of air because her fins are gone and whatnot, like that, only with a soggy cat who then goes. (laughs) Okay, I had a vision of that sound you just made, and Mm -hmm. it was glorious, worthy of being animated by DreamWorks. Yes, what? Oh my god! (laughs) Yes. 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 No. <laughs> Ellie, is... that is spot on. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> Only, you know, in motion of, of breaking through the water and gasping and looking horrified like that. All right. Oh. Well, you see this wonderful picture of a giant crystalline thing holding on to Texas' foot. Texas just looking at it as if to say, what were you expecting that to do? Cavill's flying in the air, throwing Eldritch Blast down. Good for Cavill. Okay. My phone is pinging. Whoops. That's and, all right. It's probably yeah. Cavill's. Uh, you know, any pings that, that attribute to Cavill's thing. Okay. Gonna hit that thing with Ray of Frost while treading water. And I'm gonna say that you're, you're in a shallow end enough that you are able to stand. How does an 18 do? An 18 will hit. Good. Decent amount of damage. 10 damage. Okay. And with... That's frost damage, right? That's frost damage. Okay, you heal it for 10 points. That's not true. (laughs) The face I am making, Crash. The face I am making. But it would be funny if you like... The soggy cat comes out of the water, attempts to help, and ends up helping the wrong person. But that is not true. You do 10 points of damage. I swear if you do that, she'll take her next level in Barbarian just so she can rage right then and there. <laughs> a, a, a better threat would be, Crash, so help me if you do this. We're adopting the next goblin we find. <laughs> well, well, we've no, done that once. <laughs> we'd probably do it again anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Our circle of friends would increase by one. Someone would end up RPing them. It's happened uh-huh. before. It's it how has. Meepo joined That's us. That's how Meepo joined, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how I started, so, yes. um, yeah. <laughs> that, that is how a circle of friends grows. Mm-hmm. By adopted NPCs. Absolutely. It's if weird we adopt that that is... an NPC, a player will appear. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is it's only a matter of time before A is controlled by someone besides me. Maybe. Yeah, that's not impossible. I'm of two minds about it. <laughs> Literally, possibly. Uh, Mech. Okay, so I'm probably still underwater, and I probably saw the thing get dragged away, so I'm going to walk up onto the shore and hit the thing again. It's a simple strategy, but effective. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll see if it's effective. All right, so I need to roll. Sorry, I'm brain fogged right now. Um, It's quite all right. Just click the button next to the great axe. Okay, got it. That's a 17 total. That will hit. And 11 damage. And then I do it again. Okay. Now, as soon as you do this, mm-hmm. um, you break off a bunch of crystal shards. Okay. This is great. It's taken a lot of damage. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you take 11 points of damage from the crystal shards hitting important infrastructure. Okay. <laughs> 11 damage. All right. I should I'll have been doing that every turn. Uh, okay. Wait, Underwater, what it wasn't working as well. We're going to say that. Okay. What just That's fine. What, what just did damage? It used a reaction to do damage to its attacker. Yeah. Uh, me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to hit it again anyway. <laughs> that's okay. It's already used its reaction. Yeah. Okay. So that's a 14. Uh, 14 will miss. Ah, okay. So I've missed. And that means... anything else? I'm still raging. So you still have a bonus action at this point because. At this point? Yeah. Awesome. You used it to rage, but this is the next turn. Okay. Um, Bonus action. I'm already raging. Um, I don't think you have any bonus actions you can do right now. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't. Okay. okay, so I'm done. But you, well, you got two attacks, and yep. mm-hmm. and you're very, very angry. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, in my headcanon, if we took a look at the code, there there's comments that are just like, grr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something it, like that. Because you need proper documentation in your code. Comment your code, people. <laughs> Tex, you are being held by the foot. The shredder is there. At least Wait, I'm no. not being fruit by the foot. Hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I'm I'm gonna hit it with a hammer. It's bold strategy. Let's see how it works. A twenty-two will hit. It's eleven damage. Okay. And will a fifteen hit? A fifteen will hit. Oh. Just barely, but it does. Oh well then that's another nine damage. Oh, and um another eight for the heck of it, and the next attack against it has advantage. I have advantage. Excellent. Shoot it from a distance. <sighs> okay, well that's a natural two. Aww. And that's a natural six. Neither of those is going to do anything. Ting, ting. All right, let's try this one more time because A has an offhand. That's a 15. You know what else I forgot to do last time? Roll sneak attack damage. Because <laughs> someone got to attack with advantage. Whoops. So that's nine sneak attack damage. And this was an offhand attack, so A does not... Oh, wait. I see how this goes. Oh, that's neat. So the second attack, well, the first attack, it's a 1d6 plus bonus. The second attack is 1d4 plus bonus. And the die set up for damage changes automatically. It alternates. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. All right. How does A1 to do this? Ooh. I don't know. I don't quite know either. This has never happened before. Um, so everywhere? A is throwing these psychic blades at the crystal, and one of them gets in between cracks and goes towards where this thing's heart would be if it wasn't just a giant lump of animated living crystal. And there's a glow in there. And it gets brighter and brighter and starts shining through the various facets with beams of light going off in every direction. And it looks looks (laughs) not unlike you are in an outdoor disco. (laughs) And then there is a cracking sound and all the tiny fragments fall into a pile in the mud on the side of the stagnant pond. And the only sound we hear is the ragged breathing of adventurers and drips falling from a very wet tabaxi. Careful. And the final fantasy victory music. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And victory music playing through two very large, comically large, if you will, speakers attached to a warbot's shoulders. I'm going to assume that Sniff is in character. Long silence. You? 
Yes? Press to digitate your sibling. Oh, sorry, I wasn't hearing things. Um, oh. Temple casts press to digitation on Hobby. Hobby, you are by volume twice the size you were before. <laughs> you are very floofy. Oh, Tabaxi should be. Not standard cat floofy. Been through the dryer floofy. That will do. <laughs> we can't actually see your eyes. That's fine. They're in there somewhere. That's fine. Actually, half of your armor is covered as well. There's floof coming out of every crack and crevice. I mean, considering the cat fur, I, I suspect that that's kind of normal, honestly. Well, you also look like you've been freshly brushed because prestidigitation does that. So uh, there's a pile of cat fur next to you. Works. There, there are You are currently in the company of one and a half hobbies. That works for hobby. Oh my gosh, the stiff that Ellie has found. It's adorable. That is... I know that cats can't actually smile. They don't have the facial muscles for it, but that cat Their looks incredibly smug. <laughs> that cat yeah. looks smug. You want to know the, the worst part? Mm -hmm. When I look at that face, all I can think is... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that is Wilfred Brimley cat. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, it's adorable. So, um... The quest was to get some crystals, right? Um, I think we have found at least some crystals. Okay. Um, a picks out um, a sack and goes over and starts picking up one crystal, tosses it in the bag. Two crystals, tosses it in the uh, bag. Uh, uh, Three crystals, tosses it in the bag. Uh, it's not a bag of holding, like, it's just a regular burlap sack. Would you like some help with that? Um, kind of I a lost lot of crystals. Count. A tosses all the crystals out of the bag and starts counting again. <sighs> No. We put all the crystals in the bag now and count them after. That's a good idea. How will we know if any fell out? We, well, they won't fall out. They'll all be in the bag. We'll watch. We'll watch carefully. I will hold the bag. I do not lose grip on things, as you have seen. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Definitely. It'll work. Don't worry. Good job. Well, I do appreciate that, was... that. I do appreciate the text got a chance to play. Oh, this is the game we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it tried to keep playing that game with you instead of doing something that would have done a lot more damage. Its intent was to pick you up and throw you at Cavill. Uh. <laughs> Which would have been hilarious had it rolled high enough. Had I not rolled a natural 20. <laughs> and had you not rolled a natural 20. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this was very fun. I got some great sounds. This is wonderful. Uh, uh, I think this is your speaker. Here you go. Um, Thank you. My aesthetic should be here any moment now. Your aesthetic? My, yes, my aesthetic. A dark shadow appears over top of you. Okay. I look here, up. Here it is. Aesthetic is the name of the ship? It, well, it's, it's probably a ship. It looks like a giant space jellyfish. Huh. With a history check of 21, is this something that I remember? You have never seen anything like this specifically before, although you understand that a lot of the things that exist in the astral plane and also in the phlogiston do seem to have some relation with aquatic entities. Like there's space sharks and space whales, and they're not actually called that, but... There's parallels. Okay. So a space jellyfish is not 
too far beyond belief. Um, Octave has flown up to it and is patting it on the side and saying, There you are, Pentatrix. Who's a good aesthetic? You are. Yes, you are. It, it's making a cooing sound. Can I make an arcana roll? You may. I feel like a nature roll is not the appropriate um, skill. <laughs> are those an endangered species now? Hello? Oh, there we go. There's something. Um, with an 11, what do you want to know? I, I am curious as to whether I know anything about what that might be. Well, with an 11, I'm not going to give you the play-by-play, but based on clues you have available to you, all accounts have Octave being some type of celestial being, unless it's being tricky, uh, because, well, she's got that halo glowing around her, she tends to be flying, um, and there's a few other things it's there's a few sensations that you as a tiefling are sort of picking up on that make you sort of guess in that direction. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're as sure as you would be if you knew that you rolled an 11. Um, the giant space jellyfish, though, doesn't have anything about it that makes you think, oh, yes, that is some type of divine being. If anything, it's some type of monstrosity or aberration, perhaps. But you wouldn't be able to say, ah, yes, I recognize this from... Mordenkainen's book on this treatise of whatever, and its weak point is here, and it normally likes scritches right under this spot over here, he says as he's giving his cat head scritches. <laughs> Some, someone is trying to walk across my keyboard, and I am trying to convince him that he doesn't want to be over there. He wants to be over where my hand is, away from the keyboard, where the scritches are. Oh. It's scritchy, 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 scritchy. I'm so annoyed that I cannot get the encounter at Farpoint Space Jellyfish on a GIF. Well, you've made the reference. I've made the reference, and I'm so annoyed (laughs) because those things are ships in Star Trek Online now, you see. And they Ah. are kind of terrible to go up against because they have two modes. One is just a great big old flying saucer, and I mean big. They're, They're huge. And then you flip over and your tentacles come out and it for a 10 kilometer radius sphere, you are doing damage to your enemies and heals to your friends. You can't move while you're doing it, but who cares? You can't shoot your weapons while you're doing it, but who cares? It's beautiful. I love it. Well, imagine if that was a D&D spell jammer ship. Yeah, this is why I'm sort of staring at it in kind of consternation here. The other question is, if that came out of space, is it an endangered species right now? Space ignited. Well, some of it did. Anyway, um, this is not a conversation that I'm assuming you're having out loud right now. Probably not. Um, So Octave turns away from uh, Pentatrix, I believe uh, Mm -hmm. they said it was named. Uh Looks down at you and says, well, this was fun. Uh, I'd credit you in my next album, but I never bothered to learn your names. So, bye! And Wave. And she flies inside Pentatrix, and Pentatrix moves away at speed. Hmm? Sorry, image. Yeah. Can I confirm that these crystals are the crystals that we're looking for? Well, you're at the crash site, and there was this crystal thing, and you were looking for a living crystal ship. Oh. Yeah, but this is only part. It looks like me. Well, what about the bits that are in you? Same. 
Yes, that's what I'm trying to find out. Well, you could always crack your head open and do a compare-contrast. Okay, but I had a certain thing that would help with that, and I gave it to Cogbucket. Mm. Well, um, didn't Cogbucket give us the quest? I think so. Yes, uh -huh. but if we've got the wrong thing, then I don't want to have to come back up here. You go check in the muck I again. could go fly up there and shoot off the flare, and we could uh, put everything we've got in the cargo hold or whatever. Is there more down there? I mean, it's kind of dangerous. Maybe we should remove it for public safety. I'll go check. A goes over and sticks their head underwater. Can you see underwater a little? Are you okay? Don't breathe it. They don't hear you. Their head's underwater. Go over and look worried. Did cobalts breathe underwater? I don't, I don't think so. Mm. A pulls their head out of the water. There's mud on the front half of their snout. Dab, dab, dab. They spit out a frog. The frog hops away indignantly. Ooh, frog. I didn't no, see no, any focus. crystals. Hmm. Okay. Most of them are probably on the shore, right? The character is thinking that we are at what we assume to be the impact crater and have just defeated what we assume to have caused the impact crater. Uh -huh. However, these are simply assumptions that we're making. Uh -huh. The player is thinking, all right, the GM's character just told us, go back to Cogbucket. Yeah. Another thing to think is that the, the GM's character had the kobolds stick their head in the mud. Uh -huh. And then say, I didn't see anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, no, no actual pertinent information was relayed. <laughs> A is comic relief. That A got a killing blow is surprising the DM. <laughs> it is, yeah. Surprising everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, how far um, can you see across the pond, eh? Well, well, there's a tree right over there. When you're underwater. Oh, um, the frog was a surprise. Got it. There might be something further down, and I don't think you should be going and swimming down there. Oh, good. Will you give me half an hour to explore the crater? One, one thousand, two, oh one thousand, three, one thousand, four. Right. I'm going to explore the crater for half an hour. Let me set a timer. <laughs> I'll go with. Cavill opens up a, a timer app. <laughs> On their tablet. On their tablet. <laughs> yeah. Which is great because A loses count three or four times. Oh, poor little guy. Yeah, I'll go with just in case anything bad's down there. The part where A lost count was actually in the 1,000 part of the sentence. Oh. <laughs> the part guy. that doesn't change was the part that A got confused on. <laughs> the confusing part because it's not changing. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. Mm -hmm. That's Obviously. what A will argue. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, Hoppy will agree. Okay, give me investigation checks, everyone who's going through the Merc. Okay. At disadvantage because it's murky. Oh, okay, disregard that then. I didn't hit disadvantage. Well, no, it's, you just roll again and okay. we'll take the higher, well, lower the two numbers. Okay, they're the same. <laughs> we'll take oh. the lower of the two identical numbers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, that, that would have been a nat 20. You find nothing. There's nothing there. Okay. Oh, before um, before words, words, words. Before text goes down, can I bardic inspiration her? That's the thing. I don't think it'll help. Oh, what did she do? 
Uh, she rolled a five. Oh, no. The very best I can do with Bardic Inspiration is a 13. Alas. If only you had a water genasi with you who could do something about all this water. Oh. Alas. Alas, you'd have to go back to a previous campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mo very much does not want any certain water genasi around Cavill. A water I... genasi around Cavill, Mo would be fine with. Mo doesn't have any problems with people in the previous party. Mo just doesn't want his son to be anywhere near Cavill. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Mo is still clinging irrationally to the idea that um, Morley is a warlock of Edmodius because it's a phase. <laughs> Mo knows oh. better. If, if, if you mm-hmm. lead Mo through the logical points, mm-hmm. Mo will agree with each individual point that you make for this not being a phase. Mm-hmm. But then it, it's that it's that meme where you go through and this, yeah, this, yeah, this, yes. I know. So all these things combined. No. <laughs> cognitive dissonance. <laughs> yep. Oh, I you're a warlock. You're a, I know another warlock of Asmodeus. I should introduce you. Oh, it's boy. weird that you call him Mo, though. <laughs> so Mo is not the big bad of this campaign, but no. there's a way to turn him into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's and you have learned like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I do have to wonder though if um, Morley was aware that his father has taken on a, a warlock. Not if Mo can help it. Not, yeah, not if Mo can help it. It wasn't his choice, taken but yeah. On might be the wrong word. <laughs> yeah. Mo might be using considerable resources to make sure that there is at least a thousand mile distance between Cavill. And Morley at all times. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I know we've been be on vacation for the past few months, but why do we need to suddenly travel across this continent? Because someone picked up a quest. I mean, because the air is better there. It's wonderful weather this time of year. <laughs> but you said you like... Actually, thinking about it, it would be really fascinating if Somna were one of the last gods. Ooh. Everybody still has to sleep. There's for the something. record... Warforged are not required to sleep. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, Tex knows that, but everybody except Warforged. The jurors are not required to sleep. Yeah, but the jurors hadn't gotten rid of everybody. (laughs) As I will know. The god of sleep being there at the end when everything maybe gets frozen to um, put blankets over people and turn off the lights on her way out. What is stasis if not an extended sleep? That's actually, the, the, the yeah. jurors thing actually is another, because the jurors don't have to sleep. JR doesn't have to sleep. Thumna's the one god they can't get to. One of the most intimidating sentences that has ever been said in any of my campaigns is my god is a, a god of dreams and sleep. And you woke me up. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I do too. I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact wording right it's now. It's pretty but close, I think. Yeah, that, that is, that is super like that, intimidating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's where we're going to end it for tonight because we've been All recording right. for almost two hours. Thank you, everyone, oh for listening. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Tonight, I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Jen. Who wants to plug a thing? 
Here's my book. book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elizabeth-McCoy.com And speaking of books... Um, my website is bookofgen.net. I haven't put much on it lately. I've been very busy with other things. And I'm also the host of the Shattered Soulstone podcast, which is about the Diablo games and the company that makes them and all the stuff involved. You can find it at shatteredsoulstone.com and new episodes show up every Saturday. And speaking of podcasts... Uh, you're listening to one. Also, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on. You, you have a new podcast, don't you? Um... Well, I kind of combined that feed oh. into this one as well. Oh, um, okay. And patrons do get that new podcast there as well. They don't need to subscribe to the other one also. But because Mastodon supports RSS feeds, and Mastodon's RSS feeds include enclosure tags... I thought you were just going to go with because Mastodon there. Well, I could. <laughs> if you are uploading MP3 files to Mastodon and someone takes the RSS feed for your Mastodon account and puts it into a podcatcher, they are subscribing to a podcast. So I'm playing with that. That's how RSS works. Yes. Well, that's how RSS is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. I should probably add that caveat there. Uh, But as for the Patreon, uh, you can join other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Shanchen, Walter, and patron emeritus, Cindy. And until next time, this is Crash saying... Right, so I believe the crash site is just over here, and, uh, well, they seem to have taken everything. Well, why did I even bring the undead army, then? (laughs) Good night, everybody. At least I have this red herring to take with me. (laughs) Shame I don't eat.